Hey everyone, you are listening to Undocumented Sabah. I am Husna, your host, and I'll take you along as we uncover the issue of statelessness in Sabah. Let me guess, we all have at least one experience volunteering, be it at the refugee center or an event or the university open day, anything. Volunteering is not an uncommon practice amongst us, right? Well, today's guest is one of the volunteers at Scala Alternative, Dr. Huda. We reached out to Dr. Huda after knowing a bit about her from our friends in Borneo Comrade. The interview was carried out by my friend Kaylee. And to Dr. Huda, if you are listening to this, we would like to again thank you. Semoga terus maju jaya untuk anak-anak. And you guys, if you are curious to know how volunteers can make lasting impacts to vulnerable communities, you might want to take some notes from this episode. Okay, a little bit about myself. My name is Norhuda. I'm a chemist and I teach in a public university at a pharmacy school. Okay, about my uh, relation with uh, Borneo Comrade, I do not have any uh, official position or officer, uh, or a specific task in this um, uh, collective. Um, I would say mm, it's difficult to say what I am in this uh, 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 organization, actually. I would say I am um, number one supporter, something like that. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, it, I, I do not involve uh, in what they are doing or uh, their decision or the plan, I, I do not involve in that. Okay, what I do, um, I for whatever they do, they, they, they for whatever I can do to help if they need anything, uh, I, I will give full support. I, I would say that that's all uh, for now what I am doing or how I am related to uh, this organization. I thought I'm their number one supporter. <laughs> well, but I first knew about Borneo Comrade from my sister. But Dr. Huda found about Borneo Comrade by herself from a campaign they did back in 2017 called Pandanglah ke Borneo. Out of curiosity, she flew to Sabah in early 2018 to meet Borneo Comrade. And it was during that time that she was introduced to this educational project under Borneo Comrade. So even before they established themselves in Semporna and Tawau, Borneo Comrade has always been active with giving education to stateless communities in other regions like Kota Kinabalu and Tuaran. They even adopted Kampung Teluk Layan, a small settlement for stateless community located just beside University Malaysia Sabah and still running until today. At uh, that time, I did not um, arrange any appointment or um, ask for some formal meeting or whatever. Then only when I arrived in KK that I have contacted Mukmin. I did not know what to expect and also hadn't have uh, much expectation on the meeting. 
um, I th I thought uh, it would be lucky. I, I would be lucky enough if he is willing to meet me. And uh, to my surprise, uh, Mumin was kind enough to meet me uh, despite his busy schedule organizing the event uh, that day. About the Kampung Telok Layan at that time, it was a small settlement, but I do not aware of how many inhabitants in the village. Um, the condition back then was not much different from what you can see now, apart from uh, there's now a school run by Bonio Comrade volunteers and some uh, university students. And I heard that now they have a small water catchment uh, built jointly by uh, Borneo Comrade volunteers and the community. And this water catchment system is for the, the, the villagers to use for their daily uh, needs, cooking, uh, washing, etc. Only when they moved to Samporna uh, to run a school for the Bajau Laut children uh, in Kampung Air Hujung, then I start uh, going there um, quite frequently and uh, start uh, running some, some activities with them, um, attending their events and also um, plan for some um, some tasks for the students, especially for the uh, graduated students, um, for them to do something after school. So I this is also, I don't remember how many times I went there, but it's, it was quite frequently. And then I spent quite some time, sometimes, uh, I, I spent quite some time in the place. Uh, there were times that I spent one week or 10 days like that. Um, yeah, so that that's how actually I keep connecting with uh, the 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 children and also uh, Bonio Comrade. Just to give a clearer picture, there's a group of students who have graduated from Sekolah Alternative and they are the first batch. When the school first started in 2017, these students were all illiterate. Today, they can effortlessly read, write, and count. Some even offer to teach other students in the school. However, the issue of statelessness doesn't simply end there after they graduated. And this is what keeps Scholar Alternative and the volunteers going. Jangan abaikan kami Anak-anak negeri ini Bercita tinggi membangun bangsa Negaraku berjaya For a lot of us, education helps us in a way that it opens the door to better opportunities in the future. But for these children, their education unfortunately doesn't help much. They are still paid very low for very, very long working hours. The root problem of statelessness is not yet solved, which makes them very much exposed to exploitation. So thinking about this, Dr. Huda, together with Borna Comrade, came up with Plan B. 
Okay, so uh, we decided. Okay, I would say. Okay, it's not decided. We we try. We want to try uh, something uh, new. We do not know. We don't have any experience uh, handling this situation. So we thought maybe instead of working for other people, maybe these children they can they can be independent, uh, working, um, self-employed. You know, and at that time it's not much skills that we know. And uh, sewing is one of is one of it, and uh, we 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 had a few other plans that we run, but then okay, as my part, I did the sewing things because uh, this is something that I know, uh, not much, but I know some skills of this sewing. So I think let's start with this one, and if it's successful, we can later uh, try other skills. So. Back then, uh, we run a workshop uh, for sewing, and then in this workshop, we teach them a simple um, sewing techniques, and uh, we select um, a few of them. Some show uh, good interest, and some shows um, good skills. So we select them uh, to 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 give uh, further training, and I went there a few times to keep training them and well later we can see and i think you also can see how good they are in now they have uh, their own product that they produce um, to sell and uh, to raise fund for the school and yeah I, I'm, I'm glad that they they like it and then they are able to do it what i want to say is these children, they don't go to school and they live, um, um, I don't know how to say that kind of life. They are not necessarily uh, incapable of doing things. Okay, it's just uh, whether or not we give them opportunity and whether or not we treat them correctly, um, appreciate them and um, well, they, they are willing uh, to learn and they are very excited to learn something new. They're always excited when we bring something new. Now, what I have in mind is maybe they can produce other products like a pouch bag or pencil case or makeup bags. Um, so this is my future plan now. And... I also, I myself also learning how to do this and I try myself first and later I I can go and teach them. I hope um this would go far. Um and I I wish that they are successful in doing this thing. So, volunteers out there, you heard that, right? First, you have the interest to contribute, and then you carefully plan on how to contribute. Maybe start with something that you're personally good at. Like Dr. Huda, she started with sewing, and the children are loving it so far. But really, I bought their tote bags, and they are so well made. Dr. Huda's curiosity has brought her very close to the children, the undocumented children. 
And I know I've been talking about all the inequalities they are going through since the first episode, but to Dr. Huda, one thing that has moved her and kept her coming is how happy the children are. Her biggest hope is that these children would live with pride, able to face whatever challenges that come to them, and to live a meaningful life. She frequently goes to the kampung, so we believed that she's made some observations about the children and the stateless community in Sampurna as a whole. As for my observation, <clears throat> I have a short-sighted view on this uh, community. Um, it's not very many places I go, and um, in general, my observation around the schools and the kampung air and the children, I would say they are fine. <coughs> they know how to live their life. They know how to survive. Um, they know what to do with their own life. And the living condition, okay, uh, to be uh, straightforward, they are poor. So that's how they live their life. Okay, but this poverty is not their fault okay it is opposed to them they are given this situation okay by the people who not only couldn't care less about their life but also taking advantage on their condition okay for their own benefit so i i i don't think this is a a satisfactory answer but uh, quickly, that's what I can say about this. Sekolah sederhana di atas air berdiri megah. A humble school standing magnificently on the water. While others go to school from 8am to 12pm, undocumented children have no choice but to either go to work or roam the streets. Sekolah alternatif tries to protect them from this unwanted environment. So since they are very busy with activities at the school, we can say that the school does not only offer education, but also a safe place to keep them from any activities detrimental to them. Through Scholar Alternative, the children would have an idea of a space, a good environment where the place is clean and maintained. We spoke about providing skills and a safe space for the children. The water pollution in Kampung Bangabangau and many of these settlements is quite bad. So just like how we are affected by other environmental issues, these communities are as well. That's why the children are taught in school how to properly dispose trash and personal hygiene like brushing their teeth and cutting their nails. Outside the school, the situation is quite worrying, raising the question of whether they are aware of it or not. 
Okay, if if you are talking about environmental problem, environmental protection, or anything to do with that, formally they may not know. They may not. They may not even know the word. Heard the 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 phrase. Okay, but these people are the caretaker of the sea for hundreds of generations. Okay, this sea is their playground. Okay, so don't tell me that they don't know how important to keep your playground clean and safe. Hmm, Dr. Huda made a strong point there. I remember during our conversation with E, she mentioned that, yes, the environmental issue is serious in the community, but actually it is about education. You need to give them reasons, the reason for preserving the environment, why and how to preserve the ocean. After that, they should be provided with the means or facilities in order to deal with the problem. Alright, this is how I would respond to this question. As much as we want our place that we stay, our playground, um, our surrounding to be clean and safe, that's also what they want. Okay? So, these children, they know how important uh, how the, the 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 comfort the cleanliness to keep their stuff or to keep their place uh, clean they, they knew it okay so what can be done is to help them dispose their garbage that's all it's not a rocket science it seems like at the end of the day it's on us as the privileged community to help with what are necessary these people have strong identity and pride so what we can do is to make it easier for them to sustain their identity where do you think we should start with that let us know if you have anything to share and that wraps our third episode of undocumented sabah those are a lot to digest so we thank you for making it till the end of our discussion with dr huda on volunteerism scholar alternative, and a bit on environmental issues. We highly respect Dr. Huda's selflessness, as well as other volunteers out there for the impacts you've given to the society. Join us again in the next episodes as we dive deeper into the issue of statelessness. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, please kindly search for our Instagram account undocumented Sabah. Click the follow button and share it around. Thank you. Atau orang bajau cakap. Maksukul. Merdeka, merdeka, merdeka bangsaku. Merdeka, merdeka, merdeka tanah